Ransomed Sons Productions and the Prayer Furnace on the Mountain presents the Furnace Sessions. Welcome, this is Gail Marie with Daughters of Desperation coming to you live from the prayer furnace on the mountain. Join me for the furnace sessions. We are talking about the strong father and fierce majesty. We start in the book of Luke, New Testament, Christian Bible, chapter 15, in which Jesus is talking about the parable of the lost sheep, and it reads, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Strong fathers, for me, represent, are represented in verse 5 especially. And when he finds it, when he finds you and me, he joyfully puts you and me on his shoulders and goes home. If we step back a chapter into Luke 14, verses 12 through 14, we find um, Jesus saying to his host at a, at a, at a, at a dinner, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. And although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Verse 13 in Luke 14. Luke 14, verse 13. This describes me long ago at age 25. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. By age 25, 
My short life was spent wandering around aimlessly, following wrong people, wrong things, lost. With no strong father to give me the wisdom of, of boundaries and purity, I veered off the path of safety by age 12 and became a lost sheep, like the lost sheep that Jesus talks about in Luke chapter 15. I was looking for love in all the wrong places and giving away myself to users and abusers. I was trying substances that I thought made me popular, but only led to more addictions and captivity. By 25 years old, I was crippled in my mind and heart, lame in my life of purposelessness, blind to my pursuits of sin, and sliding further and further into darkness, which would eventually lead to the bowels of hell. I had become a candidate for the fierce God and the strong Father. In Psalm 18 of the Bible, Psalm 18 describes a fierce God. It describes a reaching down and pulling a person up and out onto the shoulders of the Father. It reads in Psalm 18, the cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me and the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry became before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked. The foundations of the mountains shook. He parted the heavens and came down. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He reached down from on high and took hold of me and drew me up and out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Psalm 18. When I was 25 years old, I was in that place that it was either going to be a rescue by a fierce God and a strong father or death. And in this prayer furnace on the mountain where no other thing happens but the bended knee and the bowed heart, we're here to tell you today that God's hand, his arm, is not too short.
His ear is not too dull. I'd become at age 25 the very words of the great prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 59... It says, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from God. I did not know that my iniquities had separated from me, from God. I, I knew nothing of this this God. I did not know Jesus. I did not know the Word of God. I did not know the Bible. I had never been witnessed to. I didn't know anything. I had no gods. I had no understanding of the saving grace and the blood of Jesus Christ that would wash away my sins, I could only see my own blood being vomited out on a bathroom floor alone with my body shutting down. Some people can go through traumas and go through addictions and go through all kinds of things and last a good long time. But that was not my testimony. For me, it was ending at age 25. I had done too much for too many years, for too long, too many traumas, and too much poison. And though I wasn't a believer in heaven or hell, the closer I slid that day into utter darkness, and the more terrified I became. You don't have to be a believer to be terrified of death. You don't even have to be a believer when, when, when you're expiring to be terrified of hell and damnation. You just suddenly are. But there's a fierce father. There's a strong father, God, who reaches down. He reaches down into my mess, into your mess, into, into our iniquities. And according to Psalm 18, he reaches down and he pulls us up and out because he delights in us, because he knew me before I was born. He's the one, according to Psalm 139, that knit me in my mother's womb and saw my days before they came to be. He knew me, but I didn't know him. And he decided that the God that I would meet would be Father God, fierce majesty, strong father, the one who speaks, the one who delivers, the one who heals, 
and the one who reaches down for the one sheep, places it on the, the strong shoulders and rejoices. When I was on that bathroom floor, I did not know there was a God, but I find it kind of interesting. I've seen this thing before. The desperate people do desperate things, and you can be an unbeliever. You can have no relationship whatsoever, no knowledge of God, and find yourself facing death, and you're crying out to God, help me, please. From out of my mouth did not come pleasant things. I did not know how to praise God. I had, I had been wandering in darkness and evil things for a good long time. Out of my mouth became a, a, a spew of, 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 of vomitous words of challenging a holy God. That if you're there, come and, and, and do something about me. And then I heard these words. I don't know if I heard them in the atmosphere. I don't know if I heard them in my heart. I, don't, I didn't have any kind of blueprint to go by. I just know I heard these words. I heard them three times. They were repeated three times, and I don't know how I knew, but I knew it was God. And he said, daughter, it's time for you to come home. Daughter, it's time for you to come home. Daughter. It's time for you to come home. And I knew, and I don't know how I knew, but obviously the spirit of the living God can just part the heavens and can, can cause you to have a revelation and to, and, to, and to know things, even in your unsaved state and your, in, in, in your desperation. He can, he, and I just knew that God didn't mean that I was expiring at that moment and going to this heaven. But that, but that he was opening a door to me to come home to him, that that he wanted to put me like like Luke fifteen said up up, up on his shoulders and rejoice, and rejoice that he found the lost sheep. In our chaos, our Father God, our fierce Majesty, strong Father is rejoicing. There is no chaos in his in his in his being. There is everything is perfect and aligned. He is peace. And then I felt a substance. That's all I can say. You know, when God is present, there's tangible things that happen. There's, there's mysteries that happen. And all I know is I begin to feel something hot, cold, like a, like a liquid but not invisible, just going over my head and soaking down into my brain. I had been addicted for years. I had been, I couldn't even put a sentence together coherently. I could not function. Everything was going on me. Everything was shutting down. Pools of blood and vomit and all this stuff. And, 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 and God manifested, I don't know, his presence, his deliverance. And I could feel this thing. I will never forget this thing. 
and it began to just soak down into my inner body, but I couldn't tell if it was outside or inside, but I remember pondering that, what is this? It, it feels like liquid going down, and it's hot, yet it's cold. It's something, it's something of heaven. And it paused into my heart area. It says in the word of God that he will take out your stony heart and give you a heart of flesh, that he will put a new and right spirit within you. In Ezekiel 36, he will put a new spirit within you. I believe something was occurring. I could feel it in my heart. I could feel it in my chest. It then went down into the core of strength, into my pelvic region, into, into my womb. I was single. I was a sinner. And God in his holiness was 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 doing something was blessing was blessing maybe even long before I would bear children blessing the fruit of my womb. He was righting the wrongs. When young girls and even other older women when when we go out and we, we say we're in such control of our bodies, we're, you know, we're doing what we want to do. No, we're being used and abused. We're giving away the purity in the temple of God. And God's, this, in, this, this invisible but, but tangible presence of I don't oil or substance of heaven begin to go from the the core of strength and it and, and, and the womb down into my legs and paused in my knees and down into my feet. Don't you remember that Jesus his, his very feet on that cross were crucified, you know, along with his body, they nailed his feet and they nailed his hands. He was the one that washed his disciples' feet. And this tangible presence went down into my feet. How beautiful are the feet that, 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 that bring good news. My feet had, had, had rushed into evil and my feet had gone here. And anybody that said, follow me, follow me into this poison and follow me into this act, I, you know, it would, I would just follow. I would just follow as though, as though I was just some kind of aimless thing. And, it, and then this tangible presence went back up through my body, back up through my feet, back up into my womb, back up the knees and then the womb and then back up into my, paused into that hard area for a good long time, paused and then it, it entered into my mind again and into my brain. I, I, I began to feel the, the very brain function, my brain function that had, that had been faltering, that, had, that was just a threat away from death, come back into life. The Lord can bring death, can bring life out of death the Lord just doesn't reach down and save somebody the Lord begins to do a transformation a restoration a revival he begins to do what no man can do I wasn't aware that I was in a, a miracle working situation I was just aware that my brain function was coming back I was aware that the blood was drying up. I was aware that I, I, I was just aware of this God. 
Because I had no prior understanding, no prior um, religion, no prior thing. I, I just, I just, you know, I, I just assumed, well, this is God. This is how God acts. I've never lost that. In almost 40 years, I have never lost that. That God was imprinting upon my very heart and upon my mind that he is the God of miracles, that he is the God of deliverance, that he is the fierce God that reaches down into, into somebody that's just entering into the very bowels of hell and pulls them up and out. He is the father that rejoices with acts of deliverance. And he got my yes out of me. What else did I have? Just like the disciples said in, in the Bible, who else can we follow? Who else? You have the words of life. And I said, yes, Lord. I didn't say the word Lord. I didn't even know the word Lord. I said, yes. I want to come home. I answered. I just I just give praise to God that he caused me to meet him in that way, his fierce majesty and his strong father shoulders. And that my life eventually became one thing I ask from the Lord, and this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. And to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent. And set me high upon a rock. That is our prayer today. From the prayer furnace on the mountain, as we give testimony of fierce majesty and our strong Father God, is that you will say yes. Yes. Yes to Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And that you will rejoice upon the shoulders of your strong father. He saves us because he delights in us. This is Gail Marie with Daughters of Desperation. Coming to you live from the prayer furnace on the mountain. We have looked at Luke 15, Luke 14. 
Psalm 18, Isaiah 59. We have looked at uh, dwelling in the house of the Lord in Psalm 27. And we believe that God's arm is not too short and his ear is not too dull and that he can hear your cry. 